0: Hello everyone and welcome to the Magic Beans Podcast. This is episode number one hundred and thirty seven. My name is Cracker and I will be your host for this episode. And I'm joined as always by my very good mate, Chewy. How are you doing?
1: I'm well, mate. How are you?
0: Excellent. Very, very well. You're Nearly good. the end of the week. Be uh be glad to see this one done, but we, we had some fun earlier on, so
1: It's been a big, big week. Sort of... It's been a big week and it's been great for some things and but it's been a bit also a bit of a work work's not fun. Can't we just play
0: Magic all day? Oh, mate. I, I would love to do that, but uh, I don't think we're good enough. <laughs> Maybe if we played all day, we would be good enough. I yeah. think that's, that's how that goes.
1: Yeah. You've just got to, like, not have a family to support, I guess, and you can do
0: that stuff. <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately, both of us have large families to support, so I don't think that's I
1: quite good. Yeah, yeah.
0: Well, that's, Speaking that, of support. That's the reason that
1: I'm not a pro magic player. It's my oh, yeah. kid's fault, yeah. So support, speaking of support.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Do you want to tell us about? Yeah, Josh and Pat's
1: MTG Bazaar, the official sponsor of the Magic Beans podcast, as well as our tournament series, which we'll touch on towards the end of our episode. Uh, They are a Facebook auction page with auctions seven nights a week, premium auctions on the weekend. They have win it now posts where they have super competitive prices and often play sets of cards where you can just type sold and just get it there. And the, Full-time auctioneer means that the communication, packaging, and everything is both prompt and uh, as good as you'll get from any card seller going around. They kind of set the standard there. So jump onto jpmtgbizarre.com.au or search them up on Facebook and get bidding and tell them that the beans sent you.
0: So when you do and you win an auction, you get to choose a token. Right. And we were talking about this on the stream the other night. We, we had a Commander stream on Tuesday. Mm. And there's some really great tokens that we got to use, including the threat token. And and we made a joke about putting it on a T-shirt. And then I held it up and I was like, actually, this would make an awesome T-shirt. So when you win an auction, check out all the different uh, tokens that you can get and the arts and tell Pat that you want them on T-shirts. Yeah, yeah. And I- and and, and, and uh, like I will 100% buy one of those threat T-shirts. Or if you're into the not the threat one, I'll Thank have one handy. of each. I'll absolutely yeah, have yeah, one no, of each. Yeah.
1: I'll, I'll have a commander damage and a storm count T-shirt even. Like, that's cool. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think that'll be, that would be sweet. So, uh, at, but I have a lot of tokens. So if you, uh we'll talk about the the playing commander on stream a little bit, but if you go back and check the VOD, you can see what we're talking about after you've uh, mm-hmm. listened to this episode. But I, I've got a bunch of tokens. I've won a few cards from Josh and Pat's over the journey. But I've got yeah, yeah. A, a whole bunch of elves, a whole bunch of goblins, uh, a, a whole bunch of like, I've got food tokens, uh, all sorts of stuff from uh, from Josh and Pat's. My worm coil engine tokens, the death touch and lifelink worm are uh, from Josh and Pat. So uh, he's got a collaboration with an artist who has got a really cool style and uh, you know, make custom tokens. And one of the prizes for winning the Magic Beans Invitational is actually you get to work with Pat and his artist and create a uh, your own custom token. And we saw the not the threat token uh get bantered mm-hmm. around a little bit on uh, on Tuesday night, which was we super did. fun and, and that was uh courtesy of Hemsey, uh who was our inaugural uh Envy winner. So I was pretty excited to, you know, use that on stream. It was a bit of fun.
0: Yeah. It was good. Uh so yeah, we played we played Commander. On stream on Tuesday. Four player paper commander in person with the beans.
1: Many Great. cameras, many microphones, many lights.
0: So many lights. And yeah. I, I think it went pretty well. Like there's And a f- many laughs.
1: Uh yeah, yeah. It it was everything you would expect by, you know, getting three of your best mates and sitting around and, and playing <laughs> commander. So there was smack talk. There was yeah. politics. There was many, many laughters and and there were some good games played with some fun decks as well. So, I, I really enjoyed it. So, uh, there was yourself with, you started off on the Locust God?
0: Locust, that's right. Yep. And so that's then- That's kind you- of the deck I, I've talked about the most. It's, it's the one I've had built for, well, not the longest, but it's kind of the one I, I put the most effort into as far as like going out of my way to not start with a pre-con. That was kind of one of my- it's your it's best deck. Ones. Like, yeah, uh, someone
1: who's deck. played against you, like, in, in Commander Pods regularly. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's easily your best deck.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and it, it just has, like, all the cards that say draw a card on it. So... Well, what could go wrong? Yeah. What could go Nothing. wrong? You just... I mean, anything can go wrong, but you draw cards and it's all fine. So. Yeah, exactly. Uh, like, in, don't have the right colored mana?
1: Draw cards. It's like mana
0: fixing. Exactly. Yeah, you know,
1: absolutely. So, uh, then... Yeah, I'm um, just thinking about going around the table. We had Disco mm-hmm. Stew with his Luna Mutate Shenanigans deck. Uh, yes, yeah, which was pretty pretty spicy. And Polly Waffle with is it Zaxara? Sara? It was Zaxara, Yeah, yeah, uh, and he was you know casting big giant expels at us. And then yep. I was I had my maiden voyage of my Grenzo Dungeon Warden Goblin's deck, which was yeah deck I've been working on for a couple of weeks and. Yeah, it's good to give it a spin. It uh, needs a few upgrades, but, yeah, it's fun. It's, uh, and thank you. Thank you, Cracker, for, you know, doing the right thing for entertainment I, value on stream. I did. And, yeah. yeah, and you played yeah. Code of Arms. And I awesome. did,
0: and you nearly killed me with it, and then two turns later I did kill everyone, sorry. Yeah. so. Yeah, <laughs> it, it worked out perfectly for you in the end, right? I, did, I, did. I mean, I didn't have the win in hand, and I'm like, oh, like, like I could play another Mana Rock or do something boring. I'm like, no, nah, no, nah, let's see. And then, of course, you untapped and played crinkle, and it was... Uh, Scary times. There's like nine nines or something going on. So
1: yeah. yeah, it was it was really good. And it's you mentioned that it's something that we've been working on for a little while. So can you remember, you know, when we first sort of started
0: talking about paper magic play? I mean, we've we've been talking about streaming paper magic for for actual like years. I think like kind of for the whole time we've been doing podcasts and things was always like, oh, we should stream stuff. And then, you know, Arena became the de facto way of doing it because, well, we couldn't meet in person. And it, it takes a lot of effort to stream really good quality in paper. And And that was one thing that we were always really mindful of is just if we're going to do it, we want to be able to see the cards. We want it to look good and we want to have it so that people feel like, you know, they're sitting down at the table and, you know, just hanging out with the mates. That's kind of the main aim of the all of the beans content, right. We want people to feel involved and like, they're just part of our friend group, which, you know, I think of a lot of the people in our community as just being part of our friend group now. Yeah.
1: Like if we had like a terms of reference document, like our MO would be, you know, like just extend our like magic friendship group to the broader community. And we don't do anything differently on stream or uh, when we, you know, uh, interacting with people on, on Discord or anything. We would not do anything differently with, you know, people from the other side of the world or interstate than what we would do with one another. And I, I think that's, you know, that's fostered the community that we've got. I think it's just, you know, we treat everyone the same. We smack talk yeah. everyone uh, equally.
0: <laughs> Correct. <laughs> so, that, that is exactly right. Yeah, it's good. And so as far as the actual commander side of it, I think we knew that that would take a bit more effort. So we started off with... We started off with just like a single overhead camera and then I'm trying to think of even what we did for microphones. The, the first couple of streams we did, we did test streams where we didn't even have all the stuff we've got now. Uh, and then, you know, Polywaffle doing Polywaffle things, invested some funds into, you know, making it all look pretty great. And so we got those that big custom play mat that you would have seen and then the microphones and, and a couple of other things. And it really all just sort of came together over, I mean, most of this year I'd say, but this year has just blown past. So Crazy fast, yeah. I, I, yeah, I can't quite remember when we got that stuff in. It would have been towards the start of the year, I think. And uh, yeah, it was, was good to finally just have the opportunity to set it all up. And I think it ran pretty well. I was there, click and touch portal and a stream deck to kind of move the cameras around and, and change the scenes and update the life totals. But
1: well, that's that's it, worth pointing out as well. Like we didn't have a producer behind the scenes. So no. ordinarily, and, and there's and normally we did, five yeah. of us, yeah. But Shorty's on
0: holidays. Yeah, or we've had four people playing like two-player games. At which point, you've got like a couple of people, and I think now that we've got most of the stream stuff settled, like we know what we're doing as far as setup and and kind of going live and where we want our overhead cameras and that sort of stuff, certainly helped. And then it was just you know, it was it was good though. I think it ran really well. Still, things to improve, of course.
1: And and we'd love to hear from from other people as well. So if you were hanging yeah. out in chat on the night uh, or you want to jump on to uh, twitch.tv slash magic Beanscast and watch the VOD, we'd love to hear uh, your thoughts, what we could have done better and, and things. And uh, having a producer would allow us to, you know, like pop up key cards on the screen, like to zoom in things and things like that. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, we could change things that were static uh, via the, you know, the stream deck and live totals by touch portal and things like that. But, you know, we couldn't, next level it in that sense uh without somebody having to kind of step away so that sort of stuff i I think we've got a pretty good handle on but if there's anything else that you you know you want to see or or you know we're open to constructive feedback if you're going to tell us that we we suck and kind of like well tell us something we don't know like if you can do better (laughs) you stream champion uh but uh yeah constructive feedback hit us up and we want to do more of it right
0: yeah, lots. And, and I think one of the best ways to do constructive feedback for me is to like present examples. So like one of the things that we've talked about a lot is is taking ideas from other people who have done it really well, like versus live, for example. I think that the the setup they had has been outstanding. Like yep. SCG, like the quality of, you know, the command zone and all that sort of stuff, that, well, the SCG stuff and the way that they do their live banter and that kind of stuff. I, I think that was always a really good place to try and sort of draw from not to necessarily copy exactly i i mean i watch a lot of different um you know edh streams and and vods and stuff like that like I, I really enjoy watching their content and and like there's lots of just good ideas about like hey these guys do it with you know microphones here or cameras there and and that kind of thing And you know it, it helps you draw from lots of different sources so if there's stuff like that that you can point us to like ship us a link to a youtube video of like hey this part they do really well yeah, Plus and I'm probably just happy to watch well. another
1: another <laughs> yeah. couple of games that I haven't seen because I'm probably exactly. going to go. Ooh, oh, I forgot that card existed. That's going to be good for whatever deck, you know. So yeah, yeah. We'll I'm watch always once to, to watch the
0: game, and then we'll go back and watch the production.
1: Exactly, exactly. <laughs> uh-huh. So, uh, because we, yeah, we want to do the best that we can. We want we want to yeah. have some content that people are interested in watching. So if there's elements out there that you think we can add, then yeah, hit us up. Keen for it. Absolutely,
0: but yeah, definitely keen to do commander I mean it's it's obviously I, I think it is the most fun just like as far as constructed formats go I think you know just sitting down and just hanging out with your mates that is the the gathering part of it is definitely the best part yeah <laughs> plus, plus yeah and since it goes on it,
1: we had a discussion as we you know once we'd packed up all of the lights and rolled up the play mats and you know put all their dice away uh, and we were kind of heading off for the evening. We did kind of have that discussion, like, we should do this regularly. And we're going to aim for, like, at least once a month. But we're yeah. going to try to do it once a fortnight, which is a, a commitment. You know, it's uh, you know getting to the, uh, the location and, and setting everything up and, you know, having everybody available on that night. And, you know, that means our significant others are all doing home duty solo and, and stuff. So it is a big commitment, but we are yeah, going to try to do it at least once a month. So uh, yeah. I'm, I'm keen for that.
0: Yeah, absolutely. For sure. And look, it might, it, it won't necessarily be commander every time, you know, it is a, a lot easier to, you know, set up a two player game. So we we may just inter- intersperse different things, particularly as we, you know, are testing for events. It might be worthwhile us showing some of our testing sessions. I know that, you know, there's a bunch of Pioneer happening. There'll be some modern later on in the year. And like, we love those formats as well. So we're definitely very keen to... To do a bunch of that
1: too. And, and knowing uh, Pollywaffle... We have in the past. Hmm. Matt, knowing Polywaffle, it might just be a pure box opening stream. I don't know. So. I mean, that, that was also pretty pretty bananas. To, to so, yeah, it is worth watching packs. the VOD because we opened seven collector, collector boxes. Booster,
0: double Masters collector booster boxes.
1: Yeah. So, we over, yeah. Yeah, got some spice out of that, as you would expect. It's oh. like, oh, this one card pays for this box.
0: Like, what? These, those yeah. packs are just... They're oh. so much fun to open. Like, I mean, we skim through the comments, but like the comments, they're all beautiful. <laughs> they, they oh, they're so good. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So good fun. Absolutely good
1: fun. Yeah. Uh, I loved it. Uh, I
0: yeah got to do goblin things. And yeah, I how, how pe- did
1: people do? Stuff. How did
0: you feel about? Let, let's talk about the goblins because I remember like it was probably what three four weeks ago. Like, I think I want to build a goblin deck.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, fun. De- definitely fun. Um, mm-hmm. But. You know, uh for it to be like busted, I need to add a whole bunch of like tutors. Right. So I've got Sure. I've got all of the regular like like spew huge amounts of goblins onto the battlefield and like attack people with it. And that's really good for killing one, maybe two players. But mm-hmm. it doesn't really win you the pod. So it's a deck that's more about like I feel like you know, vomiting my hand and creating an army of giant things. And that's the itch I want to scratch. So I'll do that. And I don't care about winning. I do have some infinite combos in there, which are mostly around Skirk Prospector and first day of class, which lets me mm-hmm. go infinite with uh, there's Putrid Goblin, uh, which lets me get infinite mana. And then with my commander, I can, you know, make, cast him as a large goblin and then put every goblin into play. Uh, from my deck into play. And when you've got, mm-hmm. you know, goblin kings and things that give goblins haste and, you know, you create an enormous army and you kill people. Um, Murderous Red Cap lets me do infinite damage. But I don't have any tutors that find first day of class. I've got like Bogart, Harbinger and Goblin Matron to find the goblins I need for that. They're my only tutors in the deck. Mm-hmm. Some card draw. So it's like it's possible, but my deck's not focused on the combo. So... Sure. And I like that. I was saying just before the cast, That's I, I like that power level in Commander. So I could add, you know, Ip Seal, Vamp, Tudor, Demonic Tudor, whatever. Sure. And, and uber, make all the stuff, yeah. make it uber like you know, consistent. But then it just becomes a combo deck and doesn't become a Goblin deck anymore. Uh, and that's not what I'm trying to do with this deck. I, 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 it's nice to have... An I win button because sometimes games of Commander can go long and you need a way to mm-hmm. win. And also you need a way to compete with the decks that have got Zaxara and Freed from the Reel. And, and, yep. Or, you know, Coat of Arms and 1-1 Flying Insects
0: with Wheel of Fortune. 1-1s, mate. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I drew I drew my deck. I, play, I played two creatures and drew my deck. <laughs> so, exactly,
1: yeah. yeah. So that's the, uh, you know, it gets very, very large very, very quickly. Uh, yep. So you need to be able to compete with that. And sure. you know, just like you, you, you you've got the what's the is it Sage of Fables? Is that what it's called?
0: Uh, Sage of the Falls.
1: Sage of the Falls. Uh, yeah. With your commander, lets you draw yep. your entire deck, and every yep. card you draw, you make a bunch of one ones, and you've got coat yep, of arms correct. in play. They're all infinitely
0: large. You don't have tutors to find Sage of the Falls, but if you draw no. it, so so I've got Fabricate, which will let me find an artifact, because uh, there's a lot of just good. Artifacts to, to dig out. The other kind of way to go infinite is with uh, Ashnod's Altar and Skull Clamp. So if I have those in play with Locust God, I can attach the uh, Skull Clamp, which draws me two cards, and then you sacrifice one. So you're netting a 1 1 altar. each time. Correct. Yep. But you, you're plus one mana as well. Yeah. So you, because you, you make two for sacrificing to Ashnod's, it costs one to equip. So you kind of draw through your whole deck until you've got you know, enough hasty boys and then a large enough amount of mana. And then after that, you you play, you know, coat of arms to kind of pump the squad or you've just made 60 <laughs> flying insects and hopefully that's enough to just kind of the, dead everybody. Yeah, it's
1: often enough. Yeah, exactly yeah. right. So that's the, yeah.
0: Because uh, none of my stuff is fast. Like all of my all of my win conditions revolve around having the Locust God in play. Yeah. Which is a, you know, it's six a six mana, mana four, four. creature. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, there's plenty of ways to interact with it. And I don't have any I don't have any free counter spells. I've got I've definitely got counter magic. I've got, you know, like I opened a mana drain a while ago, so that's in there and you know, like I've got powerful things, but yeah, But you're no not sitting of, there
1: with um I don't know. I don't force know negation, are, force no, 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 no. stuff. Yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah. So And I have and, no problem with that either. Like I enjoy playing at that power level, but only if everyone's playing at that power level. And I think that's, you know, like just that's true for Commander, right? It's no fun if if someone just sits there, And that's going, why you have, have zero conversations, gobble, right? Like yeah, yeah, yeah. For
1: sure. So I've got. I feel like my Goblo my gobo deck is a, a power level below your deck, and that sure. that may just be you've been working on that deck for what two years. I've been working on mine for yeah, two weeks, so that's definitely a uh, a part of it. But you know, I've got decks like you know, like my growth deck or my uh, enchantress deck and, and things like that, mm-hmm. that absolutely compete on power level with your logosquad oh, yeah. deck, and 100%. and and they're fun to battle, but. I didn't care really that I, you know, no, didn't win. Uh, you know, it was just about doing gobbo things, and and that's kind of what I'm signing up for with that deck. If I feel like winning, I'll play not commander, right? Because <laughs> for me, like, I'm I'm a competitive Magic player that loves limited, but I have some commander decks because Magic's a fun game, and playing games with my mates is really fun, and I enjoy the politics and the deck building. And Highlander and Cube are peak magic for me. And Commander is a way to get those interactions that you only get in an eternal format like that. So, like all the combos we spoke about, they're not good enough for modern or legacy or or anything like that. So, but you can do, Commander's a space for those sort of shenanigans. And I love that. So, Commander absolutely has a, a really special place in my magic heart. But... It's not the be all and end all for me. I'm not playing Commander to win. I'm playing Commander to have fun. And I'd. C E D H is not for me, I guess, is what I'm saying. If you. If that. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with those who want to play it. People that play C E D H probably hate modern, right? Uh, But I love it. So that's the beauty of Magic. It's got something for everybody. There's no right or wrong. I'm just sharing what uh, I enjoy the most. And I love Commander, but not
0: competitive commander which is a have you tried it though because because it's actually a lot of fun like if everyone's playing with that level and that focus of trying to win like uh, and i'm not trying to say you you have to do it but it it, for me it was actually a lot of fun because you go in knowing that everyone's you know got the potential for just crazy out of nowhere wins but it, it ends up being like Legacy or something like that. Or, yeah, but see, or, like for me though, than- like
1: I'd rather just play Legacy, right? Like Legacy exists. Legacy is super fun because you know what you're sure. signing up for, yeah. uh, and it's about scratching the itch. And what what Commander does is make Magic a really well-rounded game. So I can be challenged by playing Limited and having to you know build a deck in a short space of time and work with limited resources. Uh, I I can play constructed and try to learn play patterns and matchups and sideboard strategies and and go really deep and and really learn a deck and solve that puzzle and from the deck and the format perspective we constructed, and then sure. when I just want to do super fun it's crazy shenanigans hey, yeah. no, no, yeah, and yeah, have yeah. laughs, no, that's so yep. that's yeah. So CDH probably really fun, but not something that I'm drawn to. I guess is my sure. point. Yeah. No, that's fine. I understand that. Uh, but yeah, it's a uh, and that's just a totally personal thing. There's probably people going, you don't know, but it's like whatever. Like you know, come play seven point Highlander. You know, if you think CVH is fun, seven point Highlander is better. Like in my experience. <laughs> so get onto that. Probably just offended a couple of million Magic players in the world, but that's because yeah, they that's haven't fine. tried seven point Highlander. That's it. So divisive. Can we talk about PUBG yeah. and Fortnite again? Oh yeah,
0: that's. That- <laughs> That was spicy. I, I mean, we can. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, we probably shouldn't. But uh, no, no. So let's at, let's let's keep it on on topic and talk. Let's, talk about let's keep talking about magic. Okay, instead. what happened this week in the world of magic? Oh, uh, oh, sorry, I said the reserve list. No, no. Uh, <laughs> so, what happened this week? Look, huh. not a lot. We're we're kind of in a lull at the moment. I think we've we've talked about that before. You know, we we had some of the Dominaria uh, previous come out, but we we had a chat about those last week. The thing that did come out which we kind of wanted to go over is the 2022 state of design. So every year since 2003, Mark Rosewater uh the head designer of magic uh, kind of reviews how they went. So the way that magic sets go is not like on a yearly thing. It's the weird American cycle. I guess it's like summer to summer or something like that is probably the way they view it, which I guess is fine. They they can make their own rules, but anyway, it kind of they're, feels they're like kind of... the
1: financial year to me. Anyway, but yeah. yeah, yeah,
0: no, that's that's kind of exactly what it is. Yeah, uh, so it was. It's basically an article, and look, it's it's worth reading. I will try and remember to link it in the show notes if people want to check it out. But it's called, you know, just the magic state of design, and you'll find it. And he kind of digs into the things that they they did well and things they didn't do well for each of the sets. I don't want to go super deep on each of the sets necessarily, but I thought that kind of the lessons and the highlights are probably worth talking about because it's interesting to see, you know, obviously we have a lot of discourse throughout the year as to how we feel Magic is going. Yeah, magic and players necessarily... aren't
1: shy about sharing their opinions. No,
0: no, we're definitely not, uh, you know, and and that's good. Like it's because we care so much, but we don't always get, you know, this kind of inside view from Watsy, except for when, you know, Maru does these. So the highlights. Do you have pushed the boundaries of what magic can do? Yes, Mark. That is uh, <laughs> is quite the understatement there. <laughs> yeah,
1: absolutely. We saw the set with the most words on it
0: this year. Followed by the set with even more words on it.
1: Yeah, because the set yeah, with the, the most one. words on it didn't factor in like modal double face cards or something right like so yeah and then we got an online set that you had to scroll on the on the yeah.
0: cards yeah okay but we, we're not talking about that because that's not real magic so True. Uh, so yeah it, it's interesting that they've talked about you know pushing the boundaries they they talked about uh, adjusting the color pie and particularly in commander with white being white kind of just not being very being
1: the forgotten color. Uh, yeah. Look, yeah,
0: I mean, look, it, it's tricky because something has to be the worst colour and some of the colours like black and blue started from such ridiculous strong bases in the early sets. Mm. You know, historically, they were very, very pushed and I'm, I'm the first to admit that. And then green just kind of took over for a very long time and red has always had its own unique thing that it does. It's always been there. Yeah. Yeah. Red's always had white a fairly a- strong identity yeah definitely and, and they've really improved on that and, and particularly with the card draw and red with the way the exile things I really like the way that that kind of fits in so it's not just you're playing mono red good luck hope you draw the right cards you know there's actually quite a lot you can do now yeah it's got but more black than it used to yeah definitely white has kind of and i this is not surprised to anyone fallen by the wayside as far as what it does I mean it it wraths it exiles it's got you know some, some really excellent interaction but that's kind of it
1: it never really yeah. had a, a clear identity where it was always that tension between Wrath of God and Savannah Lions. That's 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 the two sort of quintessential yeah. white cards that come to mind. It's just like Yeah. Gee, exactly. Wrath of God's really Angel. good against Savannah Lions. <laughs> Why would <laughs> exactly. I play white? <laughs> you know? So yeah. uh, it they ha- it, it had a tension within its own wedge of the colour pie. And yeah. it's um yeah, it needed to kind of pick a lane a little bit more and I, I think they tried a few things and, and they, they're getting
0: there and I think uh, I think they're on the right track. Yeah, I agree. And, yeah. and look, as much as I like to, you know, further jokes, hate on white magic cards, you know, I, I do want it to be good. Like I do yeah. want it to be a viable option because like the balance is important. Like that is, you know, a really critical component because otherwise you might as well just not have it so exactly right. you, you could yeah. easily absorb these you know effects into you know hey look black has got all the damnations and rats now and you know mono red has got all the you know goblin pikers and stuff like that and it's just like all right well we can we can do it that way instead and just cut white out but i i, I like that it. it exists and it's good i agree that they're, they're kind of pushing it in in a good direction they just need to do more
1: you can't have wooberg without the w so
0: <laughs> you had to think for a second where it came in the list didn't you it's my dyslexia coming to the top there for a <laughs> my, hot <minute>. My dyslexia, <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> my, yeah. Can't have Weberg without, uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> Which one is it? Yeah, you?
1: <laughs> yeah, it'd be Uberg. Yeah, yeah. My mother-in-law right, so, called it Uber when uh, when we first got Ubers, and uh, still funny. Anyway, yeah. Anyway, I'll just yeah, catch but, a Uber.
0: Um, a uh, 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 what? Sorry. <laughs> yeah, good. Okay, I can see yeah. that. Mind yep. you, I, I mean, I'm not gonna troll too hard on that because. There are definitely words I have read in books for actual years thinking I know how they are pronounced and then they are not that at all. Yeah, some things that
1: you pronounce phonetically that are just mm-hmm. not
0: sound. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah that's fair. Yeah. That's fair. So, yeah, anyway. End tangent. Lessons. End tangent. What, what lessons did they learn this year?
1: Uh, they need to be a little more conscious about backwards compatibility. So, I think this is a bit of a shout out to Commander. So, they, they bring out cards that do a thing and then you go oh my goodness like if we've got Thassa's oracle this demonic consultation uh is is really dumb so or the other the eldrazi thing or or jace and things so they design what they think you know in in a silo or in a vacuum is a a really cool thing but they don't think about how it interacts with the rest of the magic world and then it's like oops this is broken and the how many times have you heard the phrase, like, what was R&D doing? And it's like, well, they weren't testing, you know, Thassa's Oracle. Thassa's Oracle is the card that comes to mind when sure. I talk about this. Uh, you know, they weren't thinking about that with Inverter of Truth. Like, it just wasn't part of their testing. Like, yeah. they, did, they didn't think about that interaction. And how could you? Like, if you think about how many Magic cards have been printed over the last 30 years, mm-hmm. and every, and they bring out multiple sets a year plus you know, all the supplementary products and things like that, there's always going to be something and, you know, they're going to miss things. But if they're conscious of at least giving it some thought now, then they're going to have a, you know, a a higher hit rate. You know, they're going to, you know, they're going to catch the obvious ones at least, um, which is, you know, good for the health of the game, I think is good. Yeah. And similarly, you know, they need to be careful with complexity. And we we talked about all of the you know the words on cards and and things but a i i remember when they first printed planeswalkers right it turned a lot mm-hmm. of people off because it was something new and we're so yep. used to planeswalkers now they're just part of the game for people are like oh i'm i'm just not going to play a deck with planeswalkers in it and it's like mm, you're going to lose this Garrick dude's pretty good uh yep. but it's it's a you know people it's a change management thing and it's a, a if the game is too complicated if the things are too wordy if the interactions are too complex and nuanced then you're going to lose new players and that's what they've called it in the article um which i, I think is really really good and they also had a lesson around uh like their marketing approach you know they 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 haven't told people what's coming out a lot of the time, like they haven't told people what to expect, and yeah they've learned some lessons on you know communicating with their player base so i I hope to see over the next year uh some improvements in that because i I agree with that a hundred percent and it's it's really good that they've acknowledged it, and i you know everybody will have a different idea on what they think the right communication will be, so there'll be people that are still not happy but being conscious of it and trying, that's the step in the right direction there. So I think that's really good.
0: Yeah, I think good, the, good one, of the, one of the things they're referring to there around the, the talking about their products is the Commander Legends too, right? Mm. And it was just so far from what Commander Legends was that everyone had this giant expectation built in their mind that it would be the next kind of broken Commander set. And it just wasn't. And from all accounts... It's an excellent limited format. There's a lot of really cool cards. I don't know. I didn't look because they didn't have any broken reprints or very obviously overpowered things like Hole Breacher, and so I kind of just checked out on it because then Double Masters was coming right on the heels of it, and Double Masters just murdered it. And I oh, think I'm, one of the absolutely. things one of the things they could have done better is just called it Commander, you know, Baldur's Gate, right? not legends and and literally just removing the word legends from that would have fixed everyone's perception and they would have gone, Oh, it's like the D and D commander set. Cool. Let's go check this out. Whereas when you call it legends, it immediately comes it's back. It's like if you call it masters,
1: the... right? It, it, you, yeah, it just exactly. evokes a certain uh, power level and expectation. Yeah.
0: There's, there's an expectation that comes with it that they have built and it's not anything that the, the community is forcing on them. We are taking, learned information from Commander Legends, which was an amazing set. Overpowered in many ways and and like problematic in in a bunch of stuff. But, you know, hey, that can be fun. Mm. But then, yeah, just not... It it, it was really like Adventures in the Forgotten Realm, which was a kind of mostly forgettable standard set as well. There's there's good cards in there. There's there's some fun things, but... It was one of the the better
1: recent limited sets, but... If you look at the amount of limited games played versus constructed, you know.
0: Yeah, 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 correct. But from like a impact into like standard and then modern and things, you know, I can only think of a couple of cards that, I, you know, kind of broke through. And, and that, that was true of the Commander Legends product. And I, I think that's kind of, it must be disheartening for them because they're like, oh, this product is actually really good. Like, I wish people would just give it a chance. And it's like, well, you set it up for failure by calling it this. And that's that is an unfortunate byproduct, and you know there is so much going on in magic and in everyone's life. Like just you know when you've got limited bandwidth for how much information you can take in and how much time there is, you know the the catch cry from a few years ago was it's not for you. The products aren't all for you is actually just really true now. And yes, it, yes, it, and I think that's really important for people as well. And this was one of those cases where it wasn't for me, even though it probably was. Like I just, I just didn't give it the time because it, it didn't grab me.
1: Yeah. And that's anyway. a, that's a, you know, a marketing failure and a yeah. a, a promotional failure thing. So uh, the the good thing is here is they've acknowledged it. You know, the first step yeah. in solving Correct. a problem is acknowledging that there is one. Uh, so yeah, that's, that's really good. Um, So, you know, that was kind of the, the, like the overarching intro, yeah, the overarching yeah. thing of the thing. And yeah. And then. Uh, they got into each set that kind of came out this mm-hmm. year and uh, it feels like it came out yesterday, but also came out 10 years ago was straight Midnight Hunt. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I remember the, you know, talking about, you know, the, the previews and uh, you know, the, the different decks that we got out of that. And, you know, I had a lot mm-hmm. of fun with werewolves uh, over the, you know, over the, you know, grinding ladder and, and things like that. But
0: yeah, what are some of the highlights out of Midnight Hunt? Uh, I mean, people enjoyed the mechanics is what they're saying. And I think that's true. Like decayed and Disturbed are, are kind of interesting. I like the decayed mechanic. I think that that was a cool take on on zombies. And, you know, zombies have been around. Zombie tokens have been around for since the dawn of time. So it was, was cool to see them kind of refresh how that worked. And then, yeah, you know, they they it's it's interesting though because it's like it was the werewolf set, but they all kind of sucked,
1: <laughs> yeah and they they called that out in their lessons and it's the like yeah. tovalar was well received because we got a werewolf commander uh and yep. the i i played Gruul. it was kind of teammate sideboarded some camp some counter magic but I played Gruul with a lot of werewolves in it uh to mythic during that um that set
0: so they they were Probably better than they
1: gave them credit for.
0: They just weren't popular. Kind of. There, there were yeah. a few really good ones. Like Werewolf Pack Leader was really good. And then there was the the one that gave things, what, plus two, plus one haste. And, like, there were probably three or four that were really good and you played as four ofs. But as far as it being the, in quotes, werewolf set, it, it definitely felt like a mess. Yeah, like, yeah that know, is I, true. I think, I think that's what they, they're acknowledging as far as, like, you know we've had vampire sets before and things where, yeah, yeah. Anyway, um, speaking of vampire sets, that was the next one, Crimson Vow.
1: Yeah, one of my favourite trailers.
0: You know, there's been some really good
1: Magic trailers, but the mm-hmm. the wedding with the uh, you know the who you thought Couple were the bride beam. and groom, the <laughs> yeah. bride and groom were actually the cake toppers, if you like.
0: Yeah. Uh, yep. That was
1: that was pretty cool. Uh, so shout out to you know maybe that can be a highlight is like that. The animated magic trailers are getting better and better. Thank you, War of Spark, for setting the bar for us. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, uh, what have we got here for highlights? The players appreciated having uh, overlapping mechanics. That makes standard really good because you get to go deep on, on a particular mechanic and exploit that in your deck, and I, I think that's great. And, yeah. you know, we used to get that a lot with blocks. With Yeah. Yeah, and they stepped away with that. and. You know, it's been felt where you, you know, decks feel a little bit disjointed, and we end up with just these mid-range piles of you know good cards, and uh, having having you know set mechanics themes that you can build your decks around. I think is is good. Mm-hmm. What else are they like here? Blood, blood tokens are something that um, you know we see a lot in even back as far back as um, Explorer, maybe even Historic. Um, we see blood tokens and, uh, I'm not sure how much limited you played, but oh my goodness, being able to cycle away excess lands for a new card with a blood token was really, really powerful. It was really good.
0: Giving everything cycle one is pretty amazing.
1: Yeah, absolutely. It was very, very good. Um, the alternate art Dracula cards were cool for people that were into that lore and the wedding theme was fun. You know, wedding invitation is a card I played a lot of, uh, and- there was a lot of um you yeah, know just just decent cards that that had that sort of theme you know cuz like we had wedding rings and um you know the uh the different garments and things like that so it it added a little bit of flavor and when i think about Strad, you know it it was the first set really for me where the the flavor and the story and i'm thinking back to og innistrad here where the flavor and the story was really well represented on the cards and <laughs> uh rather than just being something that was kind of adjacent to the to the story so sure. what was the there was the, the land where you could sacrifice creatures uh to and it could turn into a big demon thing oh uh, yeah
0: yeah yeah I can't remember uh, what it was called, but, you know,
1: it made monks and then you could sacrifice the monks to to make a big demon and, like, that fit it, fitted in with, you know, like, the whole Liliana's contract thing. It, like, it was really cool. So to see that type of thing carried through and, and, and having a theme that was well represented both mechanically and thematically was, was cool. So I think that's a hit for sure. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, some, what are the,
0: some of the lessons out of that set, though? Anything here you want to talk about? Uh, I mean, similar sort of thing. The vampires needed to be better. <laughs> they had the same problem as the werewolves, and I guess these two sets were uh, built in conjunction. They they definitely felt like a block. Mm-hmm. So it, it makes sense that if you're basing the power levels of, of them on each other, then you, if you fall down the hole for one, you, you're likely to do that for the other. Uh, apparently, there were some rares that were particularly bad for limited do you you know what they're talking about there is there any like gross bombs you can think of off the top of your head that you just
1: uh was that that immerstrom predator dragon thing that you could sacrifice stuff like there was just like i drafted this thing i just can't lose when i cast this sure yeah uh so it was just uh the gap between the the best rares and the 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 rest of the decks were, were massive and if you think about the best limited formats ever, original Ravnica, mm-hmm. the commons were really, really good. Like you had compulsive research right in the common slot, so mm-hmm. there, you know, you occasionally got like a bomb rare or whatever, but it was a flat power level, uh, and that makes the best limited formats. Okay. But yeah, what um, was the next yeah.
0: set? Kamigawa.
1: This was my favorite set of the year by. A considerable margin i think and i will probably think that not alone there
0: true for everyone i mean his highlights are it was the home run set of the year i think that basically just kind of sums it all up right yeah uh, like everyone, they everyone, they hit yeah.
1: the nostalgia notes and yep. but it was different enough it it was it was great and it turned out to be a good set as well so i, I loved it
0: yeah it turned out to be an excellent set you know the the it, it could have gone really awry with the whole cyberpunk thing. You know, that's, that's one thing that people were very divided on. But it seemed like it just did really well. So, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I, they, just, they talk about all the home runs. And it's just basically like, yeah, we kind of crushed it. <laughs> and, and I think that that's true. The only thing that they did, to, there are a few things, lessons that they learned. Uh, one which I think is important was, and we talked about four, complexity. Like, it's just a lot there is a lot that's going on there all the time, which is good for people who are entrenched in the game like us. But like if someone saw a box of that and just went, Oh, that looks cool. It's like a samurai cybernetic, you know, thing fighting a spirit that looks sweet. I should go check that out. Yeah. This is not the set to intro people on.
1: No, that's right. That's right. It it, it was really good for, yeah, the enfranchised player, but not a great intro set. And, you know, we haven't seen core sets uh, and, you know, another one of the the lessons here was that, you know, people were sad that it was just one set. So, there's mm-hmm. a theme here that, you know, moving away from blocks was probably a mistake. Uh, and, but then and they
0: did blocks leading up to these and they were good.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's a. I don't know. The Innistrad set was thematically good, but the cards are a bit of a miss, but... Like yeah. if, if we had, you know, Kamigawa Neon Dynasty and then Kamigawa whatever, like the, you know, and give us another Phyrexian Parador or something and um, mm-hmm. continue the storyline, uh, sure. then, you know, I think, and if, even if it was just, you know, the same mechanics, the same, because that was one of the things from the lessons from the Innistrad blocks was having uh, mechanics that, were across more than one set which let you know opened up more deck building options because you had got the depth of card pool you know imagine if we had more ninjas mm-hmm. right like you could actually build a viable ninjutsu deck in in standard or yeah. imagine if we had more, more samurais or more yeah, samurais exactly. yeah exactly right so um although they did call out that the you know the samurai were you know probably historically more thematic with like being that sort of lone soldier uh but uh, didn't really work from a gameplay perspective, and Samurai were a bit of a miss, unfortunately. So, yep. I, I didn't like Bushido uh, from OG Kamigawa, and I didn't like the the this one either. So, back to the drawing board with the Samurai for them.
0: Yeah, it's a shame because it feels like you know it's got so much potential, and they've tried a couple of times and just kind of missed. But yeah, it would have been sweet to see another set and. It, the problem is if they decide to go back to it, it will be, I mean, it's going to be another 13 years, but it'll be another two. Even <laughs> if they started designing it now.
1: Yeah, exactly right. Exactly. It, it'll be, it, be we're a little still, while.
0: We're still two years out at least. The cards so, won't you know, be in
1: standard. <laughs> so,
0: yeah. Uh, no. No. Which is, you know, sad. But, you know, that's okay. Uh, and then we hit the streets of New Capenna. Which yeah. is the, I don't know about streets, man. I still, I still can't work it out. Like, there's some stuff that I really do like about it. Like it's a good three color set, which they you know they talked about the fact is, you know, pretty good because it's been a long time since we've had an actual focused three color set. But yeah, uh, you know, I I don't know. Like just personally about the like there are some things in the set that I like and others that I, I I don't I don't know.
1: What I liked, I liked the three color sets, and they called out here as one of their highlights. There was a lot of cool individual designs that mm-hmm. didn't feel like the the family mechanics and then so the, the the one of the highlights of you know fans enjoyed the look and feel uh, sorry the um the family mechanics were mostly liked they've called that out i yeah i, I the mechanics were cool they just didn't carry across to enough cards and then you had these super powerful cards that did something unique in three colors that uh you know was kind of agnostic of the family that they were in they were just a good standalone card so yeah it lacked that sort of continuity and 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 theme so you know,
0: yeah if- and that was one of the things that like the khan's block did really well exactly. Is like each of yep. the each of the different shards or wedges whatever they're called i always forget and get the names wrong but each of the three color groups had a really distinct color identity and they all were doing you know really you know specialized things which felt pretty awesome and i mean admittedly then we had like fetch shock perfect manner, and everyone was doing four color nonsense, but you know that that aside, like from a limited standpoint as well, like you were very much on, on theme to to like pick your tricolor and then like stay within it because you were rewarded
1: yeah, yeah, absolutely and yeah I, I I agree with that I do um they've also the i don't know if my experience with the limited format correlates well with with this I enjoyed the um the limited set. The limited format that was Streets of New Capenna. Okay. I didn't really have too much issue with two color decks. I did draft them a couple of times, but, you know, they never felt broken and I, I never lost to, you know, broken two colour decks. Uh the the mid rangey value, building a good mana base and eventually you know capitalizing on your advantages was a a draft format that I enjoyed I I enjoy that type of gameplay where you've got to identify and eke out your small advantages and turn them into a win that was that Mm. was really good but I must admit I didn't I wasn't addicted to that draft format I drafted and I enjoyed it but it didn't make me just want to keep coming back to it but yeah Mm. Uh, and I like the last one is
0: the tricolored land should have been called triomes. 100%. We, that's what we all call Yeah, them. I mean, they are. <laughs> they yeah. are triomes. Yeah. And and they're, they're not the whatever their houses are. They're the, the actual names of them. Yeah, it's exactly. The Abzan right. triome, <laughs> the Grixis triome. It's not the, you know. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah,
1: exactly. And that was just, yeah. Like, it's like trying to say this isn't a fetch land <laughs> or this isn't a shock land. That's like, yes, yes, it is. So. Yeah. It's a, um, it's, it's like when they printed the original temples, uh, you know, mm. they did the enemy color or the, whichever one they did first. If they yep. called something else that wasn't temple of, you know, it just that's how much sense that makes because they're exactly mm-hmm. the same as Triomes, just different for no reason whatsoever, whatsoever, whatsoever.
0: Yep. Yeah. What came out next? Uh, Commander Legends, Battle for Baldur's Gate. And I mean, we already talked about this, like yeah, we kind of have,
1: haven't we? Yeah, it
0: was you know they liked the fact that it was good D and D all the way down, but it just kind of was flat everywhere else. <laughs> you know, I think that was one of the things that yeah, there there were lessons there. The first lesson, it shouldn't have been labeled as Command to Legends. It's like yeah, it's that is correct.
1: Yeah they talk about the draft format being fun and the commander designs were original and accounted for a lot of feedback from commander players. So um, that's good. You know, listen to your player base. That's, uh, that's something that they haven't always been great at. So, uh, and the players, players enjoyed the mechanical execution. So I was disappointed that we didn't see, you know, more dungeons and more party mechanics and things like that so but um what overall, happened with
0: party like i'm but, still so confused by that like they set that up to be so good yeah like that had potential to be such a good mechanic yeah and then and they i just, was like oh, don't worry D D set's coming they're gonna have a bunch of stuff that supports it and they just put none in there yeah it doesn't there make any sense zero party cards anyway whatever yeah look it's it's worth reading the article it's always interesting to you know we've kind of hit on not all the points but a bunch of the talking points from it if this kind of side of it interests you, then like, yeah, like read what Mark has to say and and see whether you agree or disagree. And he, he kind of gets into, you know, his thought process a little bit, which is always interesting to see, you know, I guess what we can expect moving forwards. Again, like the changes take time to implement in Magic because they are working so far in advance. So like the next sets, like all the rest of the sets for this year will already be in print. Like they will already have, you know, all this stuff in distribution centers already. Like, it's not like they're just running out to, you know, Officeworks to get a, a, another case printed off with some, you know, minor adjustments and things like that's all done. So anything that we see is kind of like 12 months out. Yeah, at least. Yeah. And and like the, even that, even with that stuff, it's like you can make minor tweaks to things, but you can't redo entire sets based on the feedback from the year. And, and look, you know, we, we kind of, bemoan some of the stuff that happened overall last year, of magic, last year of magic been pretty good like as a whole if we if we look at kind of the whole thing it's been a yeah pretty good I'm,
1: I'm happy with the last year of magic honestly I, yeah. I i think that we've had some really really good sets and we've had um some that have been you know a, a bit below but you know definitely a pass not, mark. yeah
0: yeah let's let's not just have four sets of Eldrain again you know that's right that's <laughs> we, right we don't need to get back to that all right. <laughs> so, I'd agree. I'd agree. <laughs> it's kind of most of what we had to talk about. We've been playing a league matches, as in some of the people in the Beans community have been playing league matches. Some uh, there's of a the few beans popping of... off
1: tonight. I'm checking on the Discord. So there's, there's a few happening. So, we, I'm... we are running out of time. Yeah, I need to play some.
0: Yeah. But you have been playing Magic and Explorer in general. So you just need to tee it up with with the people in your group a- as do i I've, i played my first one last night i got i got a few more to go look the groups aren't huge this time so it should still be pretty easy for people to get through them but please do don't leave it to the last last couple of days it's, it's not fair on your opponents and trying to make them work around you you know like be, be flexible and you know if you don't get your matches done and people have you know tried to reach out to you they will be given the win it's just how the beans rules are, you can go and read the documents around, you know, attempted communication, all that sort of stuff. So you know, be available, give some people some times, and and like DM people as well. Just reach out directly. Sometimes just posting directly into your group chat saying, "Hey, anyone here ready for a game?" Like people have notifications muted. You know, sometimes the the beans channels can pop off, and you, you can get a lot of stuff going through all at once. At different times, where I've certainly muted it for a while. Most people will have, you know, if I get added directly. So, feel free to, like, DM people or add them in the, the thing directly. Yeah, actively encourage that. Them. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Otherwise, anything else we need to talk about before we kind of wrap everything up, True. Uh
1: No, no, not really. Just, yeah, get your league matches played and, yeah, we'll be streaming the the finals in a couple of weeks, which will be, um, which will be super fun as well. So, uh, just keep your ear to the ground on the Magic Beans Twitch channel for sure.
0: Yeah, really looking forward to uh, streaming the next finals. That'll that'll be a lot of fun. Actually, it should be sweet. It's the First time we've done Explorer for this, so I'm definitely keen to see kind of the the spread of decks that are available to 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 commentate on and keep us on our toes. That's for sure.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. Um. So yeah, that pretty much wraps us up for the, for the evening. We're quite getting close to time, so we are. Uh, yeah.
0: If you want to check us out, as we said before, um. Commander Stream from Tuesday. There's a vod up on Twitch. Please, you know, check it out if that's the sort of thing you want to see. Skip maybe the first... No, don't skip any of it. It's, it's all just a lot of banter and fun. And then, yeah, the last probably, I don't know, half hour or so, we just cracked a lot of really expensive Magic cards, which was a lot of fun for us. Uh, so, you know, if that's your jam, you can check that out too. Uh, we are Magic Beans cast everywhere. So Twitch, Twitter, YouTube, Facebook, all of the places, just search... Magic Beans cast and you will find us they're all as linked always. off
1: magicbeanscast.com
0: as well that's a the sort of one-stop shop to find all of our socials yeah absolutely all, all the links are there and that's that's kind of a good place to go to to get hold of us uh the discord as we've mentioned many times is, is kind of the best place to get hold of anyone from the beans we're we're in there you know all the time so please hit us up inside there it's always good and that's where all of our events are run through as well uh, as always Massive thank you to Josh and Pat's. I mean, you, you guys might get tired of us saying it, but it really does let us do the things that we right. Like we, we, you know, we can't afford to to run the events with the prizes that we've got, you know, like there's over $6,000 worth of, you know, cash and prizes for the tournament series this year. We can't do that without Josh and Pat's. And so those guys, you know, absolutely fundamental to to us letting, you know, give you prizes so thank you to those guys as always it's they're amazing in, in they're backing for us so go check them out jpmtgbizarre.com.au and otherwise if you want to chat to me directly on twitter you can do that i am at joel hill underscore and chewy you are at chewy mtg thank you everyone appreciate it and we will see you all very soon bye